Come on. Leffler, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Roger Corey. Roger, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Roger is the founder and CEO of Market Forecasting Academy. It's a leading trading education platform with over 1,500 paying members. Roger, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Ironically, I never actually set out to have a business or teach this. It was just uh, when I had accomplished my goals uh, back in 2010, people took note of the fact that I was always out and about socializing, volunteering time when everyone else was working. So people started asking. It, it started with somebody at church, like, what do you do? How come you're always here helping in the middle of the week with us old ladies here? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I would tell her, and oh, wow, you know, isn't that like gambling though? Is that risky? I said, well, no, I developed something. It's very steady, very consistent, very stable. It's actually more conservative than than you know doing even real estate. I used to be in real estate and has a lot more control for me. It's like really, and so that that kind of started the conversation. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, her son graduated high school, and and he, you know, had that little little summer break before going to college. And she's like, you know, I don't want him blowing his summer on just partying and going out and messing messing with his, you know, messing around. So, would you be willing to mentor him? You know, I I, I know you love to teach. You taught Sunday school. You know, it just would you be would you be open to that? I was like, you know what? I'd love to, you know, and it started. And then, and then what came out of that was mind blowing that he was replicating what I did. And then other people started to ask, would you be willing to teach me? And it turned into something. I thought like, this is great. You know, I'm having fun. I've never had more fun in my life. It's been very fulfilling. And so it, that snowballed into today, probably 90% of our clients are, um, uh, word of mouth referrals from existing clients. And there was, I think there's probably a typo there. It's, it's, it, there was, a, there's a, at the time when this was written, uh, I think when you got the profile on me, it was, we had over 150 students, not 1500. So I apologize for that. But um, it, it, because I take very um, personal care with, with each individual. So I'll do an evaluation, make sure that it's a, they have a good circumstance situation that's going to be conducive for them to be successful and I'm very personally involved with my clients. I, I'm, I'm not set up to just take on the masses because I think people really need the accountability. And since this kind of came, fell into my lap, it wasn't an intentional thing. I, I take a lot of joy in actually being involved. So that's why it's been kind of limited. Um, but people are free to go through the information that, that, that we provide. And then if they want to be part of it, they get to apply and have an evaluation to see how it goes. But that's kind of what led me into teaching and developing Market Forecasting Academy. Um, it just started with people asking, Hey, could you, could you teach me? And it's been a great run. It's been an, an enjoyable thing. Awesome. So you said that you accomplished your goals in 2010. What does that mean? So I, I didn't want to have to grind and always be involved in where I had to always sit for the markets and be glued to the screens. So I, I, I built my count up to a level where it, it didn't really require me to be engaged much at all. And, and then, and then now I teach people, you know what? I learned some things along the way. I say, hey, use this as a springboard because to do this right, it's kind of boring because you're sitting here, you're, you're learning a, a process of how to analyze the market where the real-time demand is versus where price is. And that people don't realize often that, that price really is a lagging indicator to where the demand is. Price is always following demand. Demand moves first, price moves after. So when you figure that out, all of a sudden you realize, okay, I've got a process well, that process enables you to start to, to be ahead and be a little more in control. 
And the consistency of the outcomes allows you to compound pretty rapidly. Well, when that occurs, now you've kind of, you know, utilized a part-time effort to replicate a full-time you know, result. Now I tell people the next phase is keep going and then take the abundance, put it into passive income, passive, uh, passive income yielding investments that replicates your need to even be in the markets. So then you don't have to necessarily come to the markets and, you know, apply, you know, trade all the time and, and be, uh, you know, always focused on trying to cash flow the markets. So that way you're never coming to the market with a need to trade, but you actually come in because you want to, because it's an enhancement. And I actually, in my interview, I won't take anyone on who's desperate or who's kind of in a situation that's going to be putting pressure. They, they can't come to, to this needing to do it. They have to, you know, they have to be in a place where they can, they want to do it. And, and so they, they have a, a primary income usually, or somehow they're, they're taking care of their needs without needing to come to the market for that. And that's a much healthier approach. And unfortunately, a lot of people kind of don't realize that about the markets. It, 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 it pulls the wrong emotions out of you. And if you're pressured, it's going to be very hard to stay, stay focused on what you need to do. When, when you read about uh, and see the growth of platforms like Robinhood, and those kinds of and, and interested in trading, what what kind of goes through your mind? I get this gut wrenching. Oh, it makes me cringe, <laughs> you know. It because uh, people uh, are driven by the excitement of those things. Yeah. Uh, they hear somebody made a lot of money. Uh, what people don't realize is you, you need to be able to have a process that delivers a very consistent outcome, kind of like flying an airplane. Um, it can be very scary to fly an airplane, but if you have the process down, you learn how to fly the, the airplane. Now you can build a very stable, very successful career out of taking off and landing an airplane, right? And so the process shouldn't be something that's hit or miss or where you, you're um, relying on conditions. Like if you can only fly during summertime in nice conditions, that's not very effective. You know, you need to be able to fly through all four seasons. You have to be able to know how to navigate whatever the weather throws at you, right? And then know when it's time to be grounded and, and sit on the ground and not take off because of certain types of weather. But fortunately, those types of weather scenarios are far and few in between, right? So that's the kind of mindset people ideally should be taking with the markets. But instead, they're kind of following and chasing and, and really not in control. And I, and I teach people how to be in control. And th that's where I, I, I kind of differ with, with a lot of uh, people out there. Yeah, what a great uh, what a great analogy the the flying an airplane analogy to being a successful trader, um, and that makes sense. I before I started the show um, years ago, I was sort of just conditioned to thinking that passive investing is the way to go, just buy an index, and and very few people can beat the market. And then I had the opportunity to talk to folks who are maybe similar to you. Um, and I recognize, wow, it is actually it is possible to beat the market and it is possible to, to be successful kind of like fly or playing in the NFL is, you know, yeah. it's possible for me to do it, but I'm not going to put the work in. So I'm never going to play in the NFL, yeah. but there are people who can do it. That's right. That's right. And, they, and there are people who really have no, um, they don't have the energy, the motivation, um, kind of like me and moving. I hate moving. I'll always pay someone to move. <laughs> I have no more. I don't care. You know, <laughs> you do the work, uh, you know? Um, yeah. There's there, some people really need to do that. And, and I get it. And you know, it's unfortunate um, because 
in the markets, you really want to have the ability to control your outcome because no one's going to care about your money more than you, right? And I think it's really, you know, I always encourage people, look, if you have a financial advisor or money manager, that's fine. But if you learn how to analyze the market, you can be empowered in such a way where you can know because, you know, what we do is we show people where real-time demand is. And demand, since it shifts before price, we now have the ability of consistently for years now, full forecast in front of an, a live audience, when the market's going to crash within like one or two or three days, you, you know, like in a very timely manner before it does. And you can't fake or cheat that because you're, you're in front of a live audience, right? And that's really important. People know that, oh, I can actually know when the market's actually primed and ripened to correct 20, 30%. Yes, you'll see demand shift 20, 30% below where prices, you know, it's not sustainable. You can take defensive action. You can call your money manager and say, hey, take me to all cash, right? And if you have a brokerage account, well, you can short that. You know, I had a, you know, I've got clients that just shorted and just made quick money on the coronavirus crash, right? But they pulled the retirement capital off into cash. They didn't want to have to mess with that. And I think a lot of retirement capital is usually tied to like a long only scenario. So you can't, you know, you can either go into cash or you can just be invested. So, um, you know, so even within the limitations, you can protect yourself against the downside. Then when the market bottoms and starts to recover, ride the upside as actual gains instead of filling a financial hole that you've made for yourself, right? That's much more effective and less stressful. <laughs> and a lot less stressful. Yeah. How is that? How has the demand of price, whatever the right term is, the, the, the lag, is that sped up over time? Is it the same as it's always been? It's fascinating. So what happens now, yeah, it has kind of sped up. It's got it's gotten um, kind of more volatile. And so what's happened over the years is you'll find that the opportunities that you see, so let's say we have 100 opportunities, all right? If you had 100 opportunities 10 years ago, uh, a good majority of them, you'd be able to take and, and enjoy success, right? Because there was, a lot of, there was a lot more order, a lot more liquidity. Nowadays, uh, you don't have the same liquidity. The liquidity is very shallow, so it makes it very um, unreliable to be engaged. And so my analysis model actually highlights where there's not a very good uh, probability for a follow-through. So we can forecast the market, but along the way, what can happen, the kind of volatility is going to jolt your nerves. And so there's a wisdom and a philosophy to how to, how to apply the methodology. So, so it's like if, if we can forecast a storm is coming, we should have enough wisdom to know we probably shouldn't be running our errands in the middle of a storm because that's time for higher risk. We can hydroplane. We can, you know, there's a higher chance for accidents. You know, so let's wait for the storm to pass. So in the market, unfortunately, it turns out nowadays, it's stormy 90% of the time. So really 10% of the opportunities that you're going to see are the ones that are worth uh, uh, engaging because they'll truly be, you can, you can objectively analyze that's a truly low risk, high probability opportunity for profit. Whereas the other ones are going to, you can forecast, okay, I know it's going to go from point A to point B, but what's going to happen along the way? That's going to stress me out. But if I'm stressed and I'm under pressure, and this is why I don't like to bring people on who have pressure, watch what happens. Now, you and I know how to drive a car. But if you notice that when you're late to an important appointment, you drive that car a little bit differently. You're a bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. You rationalize behaviors you wouldn't normally rationalize when you're on time or ahead of time, right? So now your chances for getting into a car accident, having a, a ticket, something's going to give you a sour experience, right? Or God forbid, sometimes that life-altering event, you, they've just increased dramatically. So when you come to the markets, if you have any kind of pressure, that's how I would say, you know what? I'm shutting this down, walking away. I can't do that. And it doesn't matter how objective and how accurate I am. 
I'm going to abuse my process, right? I'm going to be aggressive with it. And that's going to give me a sour experience very likely. So there, there is a wisdom to that application as well. And, and if, if we have a process that's going to deliver um, analysis accuracy and objective clarity, that's the first step to being consistent because that's the number one issue that people have is they always feel like they have to they get something that works for a little while and stops working. Why? Well, that's because the market's evolved and it's changed. So if we can measure the change, now we're outside of that. We don't have to be swayed and tossed by those changes where we have to start and stop or constantly change the next new thing. Instead, have a robust process that's as consistent as gravity, like flying an airplane. Now, whatever the weather throws at us, whatever the market throws at us, we can navigate through that. We'll know when, when it's time to sit out. We know when it's time to go in. But here's the thing. When the markets are really turning into a bad scenario, we don't start to lose more. We just engage less. And that's a huge shift for, for most people. So we're not constantly chasing, right? We just kind of let things come to us. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. I think once you have a good solid process and then you marry wisdom to it, that yes. should hopefully result in, a, in, 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 in better outcomes. Absolutely. So when you do have an opportunity and you do decide to, to engage, what kind of what kind of of results are you looking for? We're obviously not trying to get 100% rate of return because we're trying to get small amounts consistently. I'm guessing. Correct. Yeah. You're all, so we don't look for home runs. What we and and we really avoid the you know I could have should have. Let's since we have a real time demand analysis process, look at the real time demand because here's what happens due to millions of interactions or simply at least even hundreds of thousands of interactions at any moment, right? That are happening all around the world in the markets. That means demand is constantly being affected and it's fluctuating up and down. This is what's causing prices to rise and fall. Okay. So we see these cycles of price moving up and down, moving up and down. Sometimes it's trending, sometimes it's going sideways. Sometimes it's, push, it's trending downwards. It doesn't matter. We don't care whether the market's bearish or bullish or sideways, because in each of those environments, we can see where demand is at. And in those environments, there are moments where there's a very low risk, high probability opportunity for profit. And what I like to do is use a kind of a rubber band analogy. When you take a rubber band, you stretch it out. If it's just stretched out a little bit, well, that's an opportunity for it to snap back. That's where most people get tripped up. They'll see an opportunity. It looks good on the surface. It looks like it's going to snap back to a certain area. And so they want to take advantage of that. But we don't want those. We want to know we want to analyze when the market has stretched out so far, that rubber band is, is pretty much maxed out, that the statistical probability for it to move even further away from where the demand is, is unlikely, right? Now you have a low risk, high probability opportunity for a profit because you're arbitraging or taking advantage of the difference between the significant imbalance with where price has gone away from demand, it needs to rush back to catch up to demand, those I call demand imbalance arbitrage. That's that's a, a form of investing that I that I developed for my clients and really for myself initially uh, to help them understand those are the the pockets where you want to engage the market, and so that happens on a you know moment by moment uh, scenario in the market. So every day, throughout the day and throughout the week, the market's cycling through these demand imbalances. And so every once in a while, you have a very significant imbalance. Those are the ones that are like that ripened fruit that when you come to try to pluck it, it kind of just falls out of your hand. You're not, you're not rustling with the tree branch. It just kind of pops right off. 
you want peaceful profits. Is that if that makes sense, right? Okay. You don't want to be stressed because if you're stressed along the way to getting your profits, that's not sustainable either. No matter how well your process uh, works for you, right? You got it. You got to be stress free for the most part. And it's not. It's not uncommon for my clients to tell me this is a form of relaxation for me now. All of a sudden, I'm not stressed. I'm enjoying this. And so, um, to to um, finish answering your question, um, typically in a if, if you spend a couple hours in the morning or in the evening, doesn't matter when during the week let's say you put 10 hours a week looking at the market, you might be active half an hour or an hour out of that 10 hours. So, so you see how you're, you really have to just kind of sit back and be willing to just say no. But look what happens. We never take more than a 2% risk. So it's 2% or less of our en entire account. So that's a very low risk uh, situation to begin with. We never hold hold on to large drawdowns. We never take big risks. We don't gamble on outcomes. We have to have at least an 80% or higher um uh, target rate for us, right? So we, so our analysis is always producing that 80% or higher win rate. So we have to have that kind of analysis accuracy to, to engage the market. When we do, what we find is people can make a quick two, three, four percent, you know, and then they're and they're done. They're usually they're in on the market because of a, that cycle. That's there was a, a significant imbalance during the day, so it's very efficient. So unlike now, that might look on the surface like day trading, it, it, and so it, yes, we're trading our money for for an opportunity to make more. But we're not really speculating like a day trader would. We're not chasing and trying and hoping. We actually know very objectively this is out of balance. It has to snap back. And I'm going to be right eight nine, nine, eight, nine times out of 10. Well, now what I'm doing is just getting these small little two percenters here and there. And that generates a very consistent return that compounds my account pretty significantly. So at the end of the year, you know, you've outpaced inflation, you've, you've beat the market, you've been right 80% or, or higher at the time. That makes an impact and that changes lives. And so that, that, that's really the, the process that we teach people who, who come to us. I love it. Yeah. So many great metaphors. I want to sit in on one of your uh, Sunday school classes. I, oh, it's, it, they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I love it. Well, Roger, the people are ready for that difference making tip, even though you've given us a lot. What do you have for them? So it's very illogical for people to come to the market and they want to make more money. So it, it's a, the logical leap is I'm going to look for opportunities to make money in the market. That would be no different than you saying, I got to get through that intersection. No matter what, I got to, I'm, I'm in a rush. Okay. And so now what happens is your field of vision shifts. And now you're so focused on the target of, I want to make X a day. I want to make X a week or whatever I want, you know, whatever you, that the goal becomes some kind of outcome versus a process driven goal, right? People focus on outcome driven goals and that will blindside them more often than not. So I say, and this is, this was the pivot, the pivot point for me. And it was watching a bunch of surfers, by the way. And I, and I realized there was two surfers out of 17 that were not taking very many waves. And I thought they were amateurs watching the, the group of 15 you know, surf, but they were crashing and burning and taking every wave that could. But the two on the side, after about an hour, an hour and a half, I realized they, they, they didn't take very many waves. They would take very few, but when they took a wave, they would have a great ride. And I was like, wait a second, those are the pros. And they have a way to filter out which waves were not likely to give them a bad ride. And instantly I realized that was my epiphany, my life-changing moment. Instead of looking for opportunities to make money in the markets, we want to look for opportunities that are not likely to lose money. 
that perspective will change everything for people. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets come up. Another wonderful example, Roger. Is that a metaphor or an analogy? Gosh, I think it's probably a little bit of a both. Uh, you know, you, you, I think you got you, you got a two for one deal there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is a, just just a, an, another really really great way to look at it, um, and having the wisdom and experience to be able to see what is a good opportunity and. Fantastic. I love it. Well, Roger, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah. So I have a mini course primer on demand and balance arbitrage. It's at marketforecastingacademy.com. You can go there. It's complimentary. They get to learn all about it. It's a little course. They get plenty of examples and experiences and it shows how it works and what it looks like and all that stuff. They can get all the details there at the end. If they like what they see, they can submit an application and, and, uh, schedule a time to meet with me personally. I take very hands-on approach. I take a lot of pride and pleasure in what we do. We've been doing this for 10 plus years now, and it's been just a, a joy ride. So look forward to meeting those who want to come through. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Roger your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to marketforecastingacademy.com and check out that free mini course and take Roger up on his on his offer to uh, to have a conversation. So thanks again, Roger. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>